Hey, what's going on, Broker Cole? It's your boy, Jerry, the Fitness General Washington. Yes, you know what that moniker means. It means we have yet another interview for you today. Today, we're going to be meeting with my friend Alexa Hauser from Alexa Soothes. She's going to be telling us about her journey from successful clothing company owner to practitioner of emotional freedom techniques, a.k.a. EFT tapping. Yes, we talked about quite a bit today. We talked a lot about well, culture and society in general, why people tend to hide their emotions and ignore them, and we're going to be talking about how you can find growth by tapping into those hidden emotions. Anyways, before we get this episode underway, you know, I would appreciate it. You know, Alexa would appreciate it as well if you would share this podcast. You can do it real easily. You can copy the link and you can send it over to a friend via text message. You can take a screenshot and put it up on your social media, have your friends comment and maybe share it. Or you can do it the old school way and just tell a friend in person. <laughs> you can do it all those ways. Any way you do it, I'd really appreciate it. And as I said, Alexa would as well. Anyways, let's go ahead and get this show on the road. Episode number 26 of the General Fitness Company cast. Why Obstacles? are good for growth. Lego! All right, so here we go. We have my friend Alexa Hauser here on the General Fitness Company cast. Uh, I've known her for quite a while. I actually met her through my previous endeavor at Aquatic and Fitness Center as a personal trainer. Uh, she's a really awesome person, and uh, we're going to talk to her a little bit about, well, <laughs> everything from mindset to physical fitness to how she's helping heal people out here in the Philadelphia area. So uh, without further ado, I'll introduce my friend Alexa Hauser. Hey, Alexa. Hi, Jerry. How's it going? <laughs> Life is wonderful. How about for you? Life is good. Life is good. I'm so happy that we're reconnected after all these years. We're back. <laughs> that is pretty cool. You always were a really cool person uh, from day one when I met you. I was like, that's a really good soul right there. So I was proud of you when I heard about your Bad Kids clothing line. You know what? Tell us a little bit about that because I was interested. Like, what happened with the Bad Kids clothing line? Oh, wow. What a blast in the past. Yeah, so <laughs> several years ago. That, that seriously, yeah, so several years ago, I got really into the dance music scene, which was just kind of starting like festivals, electronic music, and DJs were just becoming like a big thing. And I had been living on the West Coast, and I moved to the East Coast. And when I got back, I, I started going to a lot of these events, and I, I was looking for clothing that I could wear. Like, I wanted like bright, colorful clothing that either said something cool about music or had some cool like symbol or art on it. And I just couldn't find anything at all. And I, and then one day I just got the idea. I was like, well, if you can't find it, why don't you just make it? And <laughs> right? So it was kind of this awesome thing that happened that allowed me to um, start creating designs that I felt were relevant to that music scene. And do it on demand and, and just create spontaneously every day and get them fulfilled. And that company ended up becoming a lifestyle business. My best friend from childhood, her name's Andy Cross, she joined me about a year in and we turned it into an events company, lifestyle business, and it was an apparel brand. So we threw like all kinds of crazy events in New York City. Um, we were doing all kinds of partnership development marketing in the music industry. And yeah, we actually even had a reality show developed around us. Oh wait, a reality TV show? Yeah. What, what was this reality TV show all about? It was about our business. So the thing was, something had happened that blew our business up and go, you know, it was on the international news. So um, we made a custom shirt for a friend that was going to a Taylor Swift concert. And this, he sent us the design. He said, I just want all of her ex-boyfriend's names listed. So anyway, so this t-shirt said it was like um, Lautner and Jonas and Antique. And it had all of her ex-boyfriend's names so I thought this was really funny. I was like, yeah. really cute and funny. And he wanted to wear it to her concert. So <laughs> That's amazing, though. 
I said, that's amazing. That's like, so that is amazing idea right there. That, that, that is some genius stuff right there. All the X's yeah, on one funny. t-shirt. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So, um, so we decided to make it for him. And then I was like, oh, let's post it on our Instagram because I want people to know we make custom shirts that they want it. So I posted it on the Instagram and for a day we got like no, no response. And then I just remember it's 24 hours later and I'm going to bed and I put my phone down and I turn off the lights and all of a sudden my phone starts ringing off the hook and I keep looking and it's numbers that I don't know. And I'm like, what's going on? And my boyfriend's like, why are people calling you so much? It's like midnight. I'm like, I don't know. It must be like, I, I didn't know. Uh-huh. And, um, Anyway, I, I finally like shut my phone off because I thought it was some telemarketer that like wouldn't stop calling. Yeah, and right. I, <laughs> so I turned my phone on. Oh wow! And, and the phone is absolutely blown up. Like I have over fifty text messages. I have over a hundred voicemails. Like my emails exploding. At one point, my phone died because what had happened was the Swifties, which are Taylor Swift rabid fan base, had yeah. gotten a hold of this picture that I put on her Instagram and took great, great offense to it. And um, <laughs> what, wait, what was the picture? What was the picture? It was just of the t-shirt that we made. It was just of her. Oh, my God. So they got offended by the t-shirt of all her exes. You know what? I feel like I've, I heard of something like that. That was us. That was you, huh? With the uh, offensive t-shirt. <laughs> and so it blew up in the news. Yeah. So, yeah. So what happened was they, like, went crazy and they, they alerted every Taylor Swift fan that's possible. Yeah. They found our number, which at the time was my phone number, which is not not wise. Yeah. It was my phone number for the customer service. So they found my number, spread it everywhere. Oh, my God. All came at us right at one time and then so i thought this was like the end of the world i was like oh my god we made a horrible mistake i thought this was the end of my business right yeah well then someone asked me they're like you're gonna put that shirt up for sale right yeah right i'm like no i can't it's awful and they're like no if you don't put the shirt up for sale you were gonna miss out on a huge opportunity yeah right yeah for sure yeah definitely yeah so <laughs> um so we wrote like a big press release talking about how like i mean we had 13 year old girls calling us threatening our lives literally wow <laughs> Threatened by 13-year-olds. I did not know 13-year-olds knew what any of this was, but they were They were vindictive with it, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were out the blood. They were telling us they were going to come burn our whole store down and just do all these... Anyway, we wrote this press release about how, like, you know, just, like, bullying was not okay, number one. But then we were deciding... I don't know how we framed it. Whatever. We put the shirt up for sale. We ended up making, like, I don't know, $15,000 in one week. And the press completely picked up on this. And overnight, we were on... Perez Hilton, E! Online, CNN, MSNBC. We were on, like, all the radio stations in L.A. Um, like, I did an interview there. And it was because, like, I don't know, that, that was just a news story at the time. And so that kind of put us on the map, weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that was where the TV show came from. Someone heard about it, and they pitched it to a TV development team at an agency, and they liked it. And so next thing you know, we were getting called by, you know, a production company, and that was hooked up with like MTV at the time and there's, a, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot going on but yeah but we made a pilot for the show after that we apparently it was bought by a TV network but then after six months they decided it wasn't going to fit with their programming anymore mm-hmm. and honestly I'm really happy about that but looking back I think it's the biggest gift because my life now is like I love those times those times were amazing and they were so fun and cool at the time but my life now is really kind of in a different place and I feel happy that it, I didn't become some sort of reality TV personality at the time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, you definitely wouldn't be uh, doing what you're doing right now. So how would you say like what you learned from that, from that experience kind of brought you into what you're doing now with the, what is it? It's emotional freedom technique is what it's called. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I am um, an EFT practitioner, and that's the Center for Emotional Freedom Technique. And it's an emotional processing tool to help people uh, release and heal trauma. It can also help with physical pain, um, anxiety, money issues, relationship issues. Essentially, it's a tool to reprogram your brain and also release things that you've held on to for a while that maybe you haven't had another way to process. So, yeah, how did that experience lead to this? You know, from that whole time in my life, what I really learned was I didn't want to contribute to drama. I didn't want yeah. to participate really in, you know, in, in that energy anymore. Because even before that had happened with the whole clothing line and Taylor Swift, I was working in Hollywood on the red carpet. Oh, wow. So I was interviewing celebrities and I was working in gossip. Right? Oh, wow. So okay. It's, it's, yeah. So I kind of come from that whole, like, a lot of drama, a lot of gossip energy. And, um, and, and the music industry was kind of the next level of that in certain respects. And after the music industry, I really just felt like I want to help people. I want to help people feel better because I wanted myself to feel better. Yeah, Actually, sure. here's another story for you. So after after the whole bad kids thing, I ended up being a music manager for two years. So I was managing DJs. Um, I was an artist manager. Mm-hmm. And I loved this in the beginning. I loved it so much. But I became kind of a workaholic. And I also became a little bit like, I would, I'll miss this, a little bit like power hungry, right? I was really kind of tripping off of me being in this authoritative position in a certain way managing these artists. Mm-hmm. And Towards the end of two years, I was extremely unhealthy. I was prescribed Adderall um, while I was doing the bad kids thing. I went to get diagnosed to be prescribed Adderall so that I could say, I mean, I, at the time I really did think I had ADD because I had trouble focusing, but honestly, I think I also just needed a way to continue to work as much as I was working and have enough energy. Yeah. So I was taking an obscene amount of Adderall. Um, I was not eating. I was not sleeping. I was like the thinnest I'd ever been, but in a way that people were like, what's going on with you? I get I was, it. I was breaking out all over my face. I've never had skin problems in the past, and it was just getting really crazy. And then one day, the left side of my face started swelling up to the point where it started cutting off my airway. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. And it looked like I had a baseball in like the left side of my face. And so I had to go to the emergency room. I didn't know what was going on. They didn't know what was going on. They essentially just stuck a needle in there unfortunately it was really painful and um gave me some antibiotics and i went home and i just kind of thought it was a freak thing and then about three weeks later the exact same thing happened and it was worse this time and this time when i went to the emergency room it was like something clicked inside of me and i just had this immediate download it was like you need to change what you're doing you need to stop this you need to stop with the adderall you need to stop with the workaholic mode you need to eat healthy you need to stop with this lifestyle you need to meditate like I it was like suddenly I had all this information downloaded into me and I just got it overnight and then I changed I quit I gave up all my artists I left the music industry it was pretty abrupt and I said I don't know what I'm going to do but I need to just really focus on myself and focus on feeling better and healing myself and as I started to do that um, as I started to meditate as I started to eat better as I started to kind of come down off of these stimulants that I was taking every day I started to feel like I started to have questions like what what are we doing here and what's the nature of reality and what am you know what do i want what do i want for the world and really just tuning into like you know the larger part of me and 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 kind of my spirituality right as well as my health yeah um and uh and so as i did that i became really attracted to i was like seeking out resources because i don't know if you've ever gone through something like that or any sort of quote-unquote spiritual awakening but it can get pretty scary and lonely when you're kind of having that like that's all dawning on you because you kind of are like whoa wait i've been living this other life and everyone around me is kind of a part of that life and now i'm suddenly seeing things so differently like what if no one understands and what if you know it kind of can feel a little lonely so absolutely i was I was seeking out other resources of people who were positive and who were into this stuff. So I remember one day uh, when I was feeling particularly lonely, I typed in uh, Apple Podcasts, I searched positive. Uh-huh. And it's 
podcast called Positive Head Podcast came up, uh-huh. and I started listening to this podcast, and immediately when I heard this guy's voice, his name's Brandon Beecham, I was just like, okay, I feel safe, like, I feel like this guy understands what I'm going through, and it was this community of people who were all feeling the same way, and all wanted to live this positive life, and so I started listening to this podcast quite a bit, and it was five days a week, so that really helped me, because every day I get up and listen to it, and um, and then, like, six months into listening to it, uh, he was asking for people to help out with the show. I ended up being selected to help out with the show, and then, like, a couple months into that, I had this idea. I was like, wait, what if you take one day of this show and interview the listeners of this show, because mm-hmm. the listeners of the show are so special on their own, besides the guests, like, there's so many cool things happening in this listener community. Yeah, for sure. So I approached him with the idea. And he was like, that's a great idea. In fact, do you want to just take over the Friday episodes and you can do it? Oh, wow. And I was like, okay, yeah, because I like talking to people and I like, you know, I like interviewing people and I I knew I could do it. So I started that and and I started doing that and that really brought me a lot of healing because I was meeting like so many healers and people who were, you know, like hearing other people's stories and it was just really kind of bringing me into my own truth and and closer to what I wanted to do. And then um, through that, I met um, a woman named Sonia Sophia. She had been on the podcast quite a bit, and she is the mother of EFT and of tapping. She has something called the worldtappingcircle.com. She created it, and it's an online portal where you can go and get, you know, tap with her or whoever is the facilitator for that week, once a week in community and tap and get some healing. Um, and it's kind of like a membership thing, but... You know, she she goes and teaches tapping to all over the world, and she even teaches it to companies like Apple and and you know a, you know businesses like that who are starting to get into this because it's a way for their employees to be able to deal with stress and deal with whatever they're dealing with at work in a way that's pretty quick and efficient um, and only needs like your two hands. Yeah, right? for sure. So, so tell us a little bit about like how EFT works. So it sounds really interesting. I was intrigued when you were telling me about, or when I was reading about it on, online. So what exactly is EFT? Like how does it work? Yeah, totally. So. Essentially, what EFT is, it's, um, it's an alternative healing modality that uses percussive tapping uh-huh. um, on the meridians of your body in order to shift and release energy. What, what so, are, wait, what are meridians? What exactly is a meridian? Yeah, so, okay. So our, our body is governed by energy meridians. Um, if you've ever heard of acupuncture or acupressure, when you go to an acupuncturist, when you see they put those little needles in you know different places in your body. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. The reason that they're doing that is because your body is made up of meridian pathways, aka energy pathways, and there's certain points on these pathways that are little energy centers. And when they're putting those little needles in there, what they're doing is they're actually opening up the channel in a place where it might not be running as smoothly. Mm-hmm. Because these energy pathways essentially ensure that our body continues to be healthy. You know, everything needs to be circulating, and the nervous system needs to be running correct. All the energy needs to be circulating optimally in order to keep us healthy. So when we get angry or sad or resentful or any of these low vibrational emotions, if we don't actually express it, like if we get angry and we don't we don't let it out, we don't we don't cry, we don't scream, we don't tell someone that we're angry, we don't talk about it, we just hold it in and we it just boils inside of us. Mm-hmm. Essentially what that ends up doing is the body can hold on to that. And then if it holds on to it for too long, that can end up disrupting some of these energy pathways. So that eventually, from what I believe and what I was taught and what Eastern medicine believes is that is essentially what disease is. It is dis-ease. You are not at ease. So mm-hmm. You are dis-ease. And that can essentially, man- when these energy pathways are disrupted for long enough, that can manifest as a physical ailment. I get it. So, so yeah. what, what the mind believes is what eventually becomes. Yeah, essentially. Well, if your mind is not at ease, mm-hmm. then essentially, you know, you know, it's like uh, in and out, right? Even flow. Like that's how balance, right? Everything needs to be balanced. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. When, when you let something weigh on your mind, it essentially seeps into the body. It becomes stagnant in there. You know, it's like stagnant water. What is that? Like deadly, right? Of course, Things yeah. need to move. Things need to flow. And so, yes, 
Yes, essentially, you need to kind of have a steady flow of in and out. And so when you're not expressing yourself and when you're holding things in, which, by the way, in this society that we're in right now, has taught us to do quite a bit mm-hmm, um, course, yeah. in a lot of ways. And especially, I, I don't, I'm curious your perspective on that, but I would say especially for men to hold things in, right? And not, you know, like to not to cry, maybe, or not to... I don't know. What's your perspective on that? Yeah, well, <laughs> there's an interesting perspective. I, I agree. I would say with society, yeah, it's more or less that it's, uh, it's for the most part, <laughs> it's interesting because I've talked about this quite a few times on my podcast. And I feel like a lot of times people are just really confused because of the fact that, you know, the way culture is and the way we're evolving so quickly. I think it's just like, you know, we as a society are a lot different than we were just, you know, a matter of 20 years ago. You think about just the mm-hmm. iPhone was just came out, what, 12 years ago or whatnot, maybe 11 years ago. And look how much the iPhone has changed our society. And we have self-driving cars now. So it's, I mean, obviously we, I'm talking about technological, but that's also had a huge effect on the way we live our lives. And, you know, from, if you think about families are not the same as they used to be, you know, we, you know, they used to be like more nuclear families. Now you see uh, all, all different types of families and people are really trying to find their identity. So I really feel like, I mean, people do talk about where they say, you know, what, what is they call the toxic masculinity? And they, you know, that, I mean, I would say that's, um, I, I hate to say it this way, but I almost feel like it's par for the course when you're talking about a society that's changing so rapidly and people are just really struggling and grasping at straws to find their identity. And so uh, I, I, can, I understand where it is like it's tough for everybody, not just like, you know, men and, you know, women, but, you know, tra- transsexuals, you know, homosexuals, everybody in different realms has their own afflictions. And I really feel like everybody's tr- really trying to struggle to express themselves. So I understand where, where you're coming from with this emotional freedom technique, because a lot of people are having issues because of like, it's just everything is moving so fast. And everybody's really trying to find their identity, like where you were just saying, from, uh, from like being in that culture of people, what is it, the, the culture of people that are like almost shaming and people are more like of a negative culture in Hollywood, uh, uh, you know, that could see that that is one identity. But yeah, you didn't really identify with that. And it's just like, you can see how people are really trying to really figure out what works for them. And sometimes you see these people are kind of latched onto, as you said, like these negative energies. And maybe for you, <laughs> it, you, you had that, that, uh, that epiphany, which is really good that you had that epiphany. Maybe other people have the same ones and don't listen to them. <laughs> um, well, I mean, look, like one thing I've learned about all of this is that we're all on, and this is going to sound cliche, mm-hmm. but truly, we are all completely on our own individual journeys. We're all here together. Absolutely. We might even be living with someone, you know, like, but even those two people are on completely separate journeys, even though part of the journey they might share. But their upbringing is not exactly the same. What their intention is in this life is not exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And what I've come to understand is that it's not a bad thing to go, you know, it's, it's not like I, I used to really judge that part of my life, right? I used mm-hmm. to really, and, and I still probably am working through some of it, but uh-huh. I used to really look back and go, oh, I was such a lesser version of myself. Oh, God. <laughs> and like, you know, like roll my eyes at myself or, or, you know, like think like, oh, I can't even like think back to that. That was just so, but the truth is that was so essential to where I am now. Oh, and course, I, and yeah. I realized that more and more and more every single day that like, I would not be here in this place of having the opportunity to heal people, mind, body, spirit on every level of their being to help them transform into who they want to be, to help them identify the place they don't want to be, to help them identify the things standing in their way and then help them move forward and, you know, become who they're looking to truly be in this world. And as you said, learn how to express themselves, which is, I agree, one of the hardest things, you know, for us to do is get, I, I, and I struggle even saying that because I, you know, I, I feel like with the words we speak, we create. So it's something that we're all learning how to do. And so I do think that, you know, our struggles, our struggles are part of our story and are so essential because it's in those struggles, it's in those challenges, it's in those places where we don't really want to be mm-hmm. that we actually ask for something greater. We actually focus into um, where we're wanting to go. And that's what helps us evolve, you know? Mm-hmm. And I also agree, you know, I just, I just said to you, what do you think about, 
you know, mas- essentially masculinity or men not in our society, you know, they're taught not to cry, essentially. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Like, things are changing so quickly. It's hard to even say that. It's hard to make any sort of... It's, it's hard to make any sort of blanket statement and as, as we really shouldn't, right? Mm-hmm. Because things are changing so quickly and it's going to change even quicker and quicker and quicker. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. So so I, I feel like we're all on our own complete individual journey and it's great and it's an amazing thing. You Absolutely, know? yeah. I mean, yeah, that's really, I agree with you. It's really what it's all about is just like trying to, trying to find that like our own identity and really trying to express the the, the trueness of ourselves and i i really feel like you know because things like, as I, I go back to that point because things are moving so fast it's really hard to try to find like the right way to express your true identity but besides being who you are but it's so hard to be who you are because the society it's like we have the society nowadays where people almost judge you know almost anything that is not like society you know i mean i'm pretty sure you might have had have some people from your past that have said well, you know, what is eft you know <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we, what are you totally. what are you doing with that and, you know i've had my own fair share of people wondering like what am i doing now that i'm a personal trainer and running my own business you know i'm not it's not something that people that are <laughs> people from alaska do i guess so yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting to you know really try to have that ability and i, I guess that's what eft offers and gives you that, that ability to try to open up those energy channels. So I, I, I'm curious though, I mean, it's interesting, like we could probably talk society all day because it is an interesting uh, topic to uh, discuss, especially from two people in the, yeah, you're in your thirties, correct? Yeah, I am. So you were like an, an 80s baby kind of. So we <laughs> grew, totally. Yeah. So we grew up with MTV and all that stuff and saw some different things. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I just think about like EFT and I just wonder how you said it's a percussive, percussive action that really helps with this. Uh, I'm, I'm reading your website right now as we, as we speak. You know. <laughs> it's a percussive tapping. Yeah. So mm-hmm. essentially what you're doing is when we tap on these energy points, the, mm-hmm. the meridians, like the points on these meridians, which are the same points that, uh, you know, an acupuncturist would be putting the needle in. Uh-huh, when absolutely. we actually just tap on these with our fingers, um, it does the same thing that sticking a needle in essentially does, or acupressure does when you push really hard. It okay. essentially does the same sort of thing where it's re-regulating this energy flow, which mm-hmm. is getting the, first of all, it's helping the nervous system relax, which is what we want, right? Because when we get upset or anxious or anything that, you know, the nervous system, it, it starts to put us in a, a sort of like a fight or flight, a stress mode, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. So when we're tapping on these uh, energy points, it's, it's relaxing the nervous system. And then what EFT is, it's that paired with a sort of modern day psychology. So when I do a session with someone, I ask them, what are you having? What are we having on today? They tell me what the issue is. Then I take them through a series of questions for like 30 minutes where I'm asking, what are the negative emotions you feel with this issue? What are the negative things you say to yourself about this issue in your head? Where, what does your culture say about this? What's the earliest time you can remember feeling this way in your life, like these, these emotions in your life in a different situation? And I kind of get all of this data from them and, I, and it climbs their mind and it starts opening their mind right there, right? Like before we do the session. Mm-hmm. And then I take all that information and I use that plus my intuition, just feeling into them, feeling what they might be thinking at that moment, what might be arising for them. And I take that, I lead them on a path where they repeat what after me. So I say, for example, if someone's really angry at their mom, right? Like they, they're so angry at their mom. Mm-hmm. I would take them, I would say, okay, tap the top of the eyebrows and then repeat after me. Even though I have this issue with my mom, I'm open to loving and accepting myself. And then we move to the temples and I say, I'm so angry at my mom right now. And then we move to the cheekbones. So angry at my mom right now. I can't believe she did this. And then we go through and we really like feel into these emotions. And again, these are emotions that like, you know, if you do have a really big issue with your mom, you probably don't, you're probably trying not to think about it a lot. You're probably not expressing it to anyone in this way. You're probably not being very vulnerable or authentic about it. You're probably doing what you can to distract or like 
you know, like push it down mm-hmm. or you know, something else like that. And so what, what that does is just ruminates in the body. It doesn't actually get to get out. And so what we're doing when we're tapping on these points and we're saying, I'm really upset about this. Like, this is how I feel. This mm-hmm. is, and, and it's valid because I feel this way. Mm-hmm. Even though I feel this way, I still love and accept myself. That paired with the tapping, something happens and the body releases. The body relaxes and allows this energy, this trauma, these feelings to process out. And what will happen is, and this is a physical manifestation of this process, is people start burping like crazy. They start yawning. Some people get cold flashes, hot flashes. My one friend sweats like crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, Crying, laughing are also, you know, symptoms of, or like off-gassing symptoms. And this is just what happens when the body relaxes and releases this. It's like the energy starts recalibrating in the body and it has to kind of uh, off-gas somewhere. And so, like I said, burping and yawning are like what I see the most of. And people are usually so surprised at like, what, what's happening. And I'm like, it's just your body. It's just releasing. It's a great thing. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like yeah. it's releasing like an autonomic response or what. Uh, so it sounds like what you're doing is a, essentially, it sounds like is a, is a, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about how this is like psychologically and metaphysically, I guess, in the EFT, EFT sense, as well as, well, I guess, anatomically. So it sounds like what happens with the, the percussive tapping is you're awakening an autonomic response in the body. And more normally, and this actually does happen, you're right, because what happens is the body, even in physical physical training, if you have something that is limiting you in your, in your training, say, for instance, if you have, like, maybe a, a tighter hamstring or maybe you have less, less range of motion in a shoulder, your body is automatically not going to go into that range of motion. You're, it's it's going to find it very difficult to get into that range of motion just because your body essentially shuts it off. The same thing with, with pain. If you have any pain that's like a nagging pain, eventually your body feels it less and less because it shuts off that center that picks up that sensation. Essentially what the body is doing is saying, okay, well, we know that is your new norm. It's, it's almost like when you, uh, when you get a, teeth, a tooth pulled, like forever, you run your tongue through that little hole because your body is trying to readjust to that new sensation. And eventually, you don't feel it anymore. So I see what you're saying. It definitely, it, it, it's almost like the same thing as like putting your tongue through that that hole where you had your your tooth if you had a tooth pulled. <laughs> totally, I love that. I love that analogy. And yeah, you're absolutely right. And you know, it's kind of like it's kind of interesting because I kind of like to think of it as like your um, it's like when your car has like the check engine light come on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like these emotions that we're feeling, the, the, the emotions that we're feeling, or the pain that we're feeling. It's a it's a signal. It's mm-hmm. a signal to us. Like, hey, check this out. Mm-hmm. Check this out. And if you don't which, you know, a lot of people kind of don't because we're not really taught to, right? Yeah, of course, when, yeah. when you don't, for a long period of time, it's kind of like as if you're just putting like a sticker over the, the light in the car and you're just kind of going on your way. Yeah. And, and like eventually the car starts to break down because you're not paying attention to what's going on in there, mm-hmm. right? So, um, you know, it really is uh, an important part of your overall health, I believe, to deal with emotions. And I really feel it's so important that this is starts to come to the forefront because I believe, I, I really believe like the root of all illness truly starts with our emotions, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. because our emotions, if we, if we don't get them under control, they kind of just keep getting bigger and bigger. And like I said, it, it kind of leads to that dis-ease, which eventually can manifest in the body. And so, you know, they're starting to teach this in schools now, which I think is amazing, amazing, because I was never taught to deal with my emotions when I was a kid. Of course, ever. and many of us weren't. We were learned, we were taught essentially just to deal with it and move on because it's, uh, it's more or less, even as, I, I, I mean, you were mentioning that as, as men, but I feel like even as women, you were just taught to, you know, I just, I was just watching a video about like Harvey Weinstein and all those characters. And you essentially, that's, you know, you know that's kind of how it was for a very long time. You just taught to, you know, that's just the way it is and you just deal with it and you move on and don't worry about expressing your emotions because that's a sign of, of weakness or not being able to handle the situation that you're in. And I definitely see where you're talking about there. <laughs> Oh, exactly. And truth. And like, again, I'm obviously coming from a very spiritual and like metaphysical 
side of this, but I mean, when you think about it, it's like, I truly think that's kind of a root of a lot of the cancer. Like we're seeing like my mom, my mom has breast cancer, you know, and I, I, I truly think that holding on to these emotions, especially like you're talking about with women, this feeling, I, I can't talk about it. I have to keep it in. Mm-hmm. I, it's just the way it is. There's nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. What does that do to you? Like, what does that do to you when you have to hold something that important and not vulnerable and not disturbing, right? Like something like that. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's like I I just am thinking about when I'm trying I'm pissed off like at someone in traffic or something and trying to hold <laughs> that in like oh my god it's just it's just something to start thinking about and it's really awesome that as a society I feel like what's happening right now as a society is that whereas before the mo was keep it in don't no matter what it is keep it in don't talk about it turn a blind eye just keep on moving right I mean look at what's happening in our political system right like look at what's happening around it's like people are finally waking up and going. Oh, we got to talk about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, we got to see all the stuff that's happening. Oh, like mm-hmm. we, we have to look at what's happening. We have to talk about what's happening if we want to make a change. Otherwise, things are just kind of crumbling from the inside and it's just like everyone's pretending it's not happening. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, that's uh, well, you know, that's it's funny because that is definitely a part of human nature in general. I can't tell you how many times I remember uh, people. Uh, <laughs> I remember even growing up. I remember we used to see uh, going back to your point about the check engine light. I remember growing up, you know, uh, mom used to see the check engine light on the car. But like, oh, it'll be OK. You know, we'll make sure <laughs> we'll we get to it when we get to it right you know so like i i totally get it and people are you know i i see it's just like it's just human tendency to try to cover up as much as you can because you want to look as good as as you can for everybody else but you're right the more we can think about it being well first of all a blessing to be uh, born a, a human being because i was just reading the other day that i was talking about the chances of being a human being are something like 400 and trillion to one so that is that's a that's essentially the equivalent of winning the lottery 10 times in a row so, I mean, just to, uh, just to think about that, first of all, is just to think about having the opportunity to be born as a human being is just a blessing in itself. And then from there, just be thinking about how we can grow as human beings in that experience and try to express our humanity and individuality in, in itself and not worry about what other people think and what other judgments are. Because, you know, hell, you know, you're lucky just to be a human because you could have been like a, a tree or a ladybug or, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. I totally agree. I mean, we take so much for granted just to be in these bodies, like, we are here in this physical world in these bodies that can do so many amazing things. Mm-hmm, and, absolutely. you know, I really feel like for so long, I thought that the point of life was to make everything, to, to live a perfect life, to, to get it right, to mm-hmm. get it right, to only feel the positive emotions, which is why I was trying to always get away from the negative emotions, right? Uh-huh. And to just, like, be perfect in some way. And I think all of us in some sense have this idea, like, we're here to get it right. We're just here <laughs> to get it right. And it's like, I recently come to realize that being human is not about getting it right. In yeah. fact, it's the opposite. It's about trying. Mm-hmm. It's about every day getting up and trying mm-hmm. and trying and going for your goals and, and dreaming big and, and every day getting up and taking action towards them. But it's not about getting it right because I guarantee you, if you go for your goal, you are going to fail a lot. Like a lot. <laughs> a lot, yeah. right? Absolutely. I totally agree with you being an entrepreneur. You like totally see like, oh man, like I totally, when I started off, I thought I was going to make a million dollars in the first two years. It's like everybody wants to do what I'm doing. Everybody's going to be ready to rock and roll. And it, <laughs> it's definitely, yeah, I definitely had to uh, switch gears a little bit and think more about like how I want to help people and like really what my, what the legacy is all about. Cause you know, I tell you, you know, I'm, I'm the only person that lives in Philadelphia and in, in Philadelphia in my family and the only family member that li- the closest family member to me is about three hours away and that's my son so it's like you know you want I want to just like be big and be the like the biggest dude that makes the most amount of money and you know after a while when you don't get that you kind of have to settle for other things and you realize that those things are a little bit a little bit more valuable so I see myself as like growing a company that eventually will be uh, something that helps people not only from a, a physical standpoint but from a, a mental standpoint and I hope that not only we can do this in just this studio but hopefully other studios across 
Pennsylvania and who knows maybe across the country but in, in lieu of that I was wondering like what do you what do you see because you've, you've seen some pretty pretty decent uh <laughs> success uh by uh not by chance because I definitely have to say that was a uh, Pretty, <laughs> pretty good right there with the uh, with the boyfriend ex boyfriend T shirt. But where do you see EFT or yourself with EFT going in the future? Uh, well, I mean, EFT is just one of the things I do. It's a very important pillar of what I do, but it's, mm -hmm. it's just one of the things that I do. Although I I absolutely love the work that I do with people. I do private sessions um, over video chat, and um, you know, uh, it's it's it. Nothing makes me happier, especially with clients that I see continuously, to just see the progress that they're making in their lives and the way that they change every time I see them. It's it's beautiful, and I think that this modality needs to be taught and needs to be talked about as much as humanly possible because it's a quick. I don't want to say it's a you know like, like a quick fix, but it is a quick way to process something that you might think you'll never process. You mm. might think, I'll, I've had this issue forever and I'll never, there's no way, I, how could I get rid of something I've had forever? How can I change something that I've, I've believed forever? How can I deal with something that's plagued me for this long? Well, it's possible because it's like a physical component of it too. It's a, it's a physical thing as well. And mm -hmm. there's a physical way to like approach this and that is with the meridians and the tapping and something that happens with your body when you do it. But where do I see myself going? So with EFT, yeah, continuing to do private sessions with people, but also I once a month do tapping circles at a place on South Street called Healing Arts Collective, where I can teach this modality to multiple people at once. So, you know, I can have as many as like 16 people in the room doing it with me. And I do those every month and I'm just gonna start doing them at more places in the city, which I'm looking forward to. But tapping is just one of the things I do. I'm very involved with just personal development in general and transformation, as I mentioned in the beginning. And one of the other things that I do that I'm extremely passionate about right now is I have my own podcast called oh, yeah. Inner Bloom um, that I host with my my best friend uh, and her name is Ambrosia and she's a psychic medium and has been since she was five but mm -hmm. she also works in the medical world and she and I have a very like amazing just connection and we we implement a lot of healing into our podcast episodes we do them three days a week but what we do in uh, offline of that is we host retreats so mm -hmm. we have a retreat coming up in just a couple of weeks like this is the second one we've done and we're already planning a third one and it's all about healing it's all about going to the next level it's all about figuring out where you want to go figuring out what's standing in the way of that what is what are, what are your limiting beliefs about yourself what are the what are the things that you just kind of seem like you keep coming up against and they won't let you move forward and we implement all these different modalities EFT included in order to process them and allow them to move forward so that by the end of the retreat they feel like a newer cleaner clearer version of themselves able to take steps towards what they're wanting to accomplish and create in their lives oh wow um, where, where are you holding this this one is in Honesdale PA at a place called the Himalayan Institute <laughs> oh wow that sounds awesome it is awesome. It's really cool. It's actually kind of like an ashram. They hold like a lot of yoga retreats there and stuff. It's a beautiful facility on, you know, several acres of land and it's great. It's wonderful. And then the next one that we're planning is going to be in Austin, Texas. So really looking forward to doing a lot more retreats. And that's something that I see being a big part of my life, retreats, because I, I feel my best when I'm with people. I feel my best when I'm with people for an extended period of time and I'm helping them move through their growth. Like that is something that I absolutely love. So that's something I see for sure in the future. Well, that's awesome. I sound. I, I really wish you good luck with that, and hopefully, I may might be able to uh, join you on one of your retreats. That sounds really cool. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know, that'd be awesome. You no, know, it actually would be really cool to have you in here in studio one of the, one of the days, and maybe uh, show us a little bit about what you do with your tap with the tapping circle, and maybe we can have a couple of my clients uh, join in. That'd be really interesting. I would love that. Yeah, I keep getting the feeling as we're talking that like we we should collab in some way. That there's like some crossover here in some way because I don't know our energy feels so. I, like I haven't talked to you in a while, and as soon as we start talking, I'm like, oh my god, yeah. I always felt like so. So just like connected with Jerry, like off the bat, like you said, so definitely, you should definitely figure something like that out. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, I definitely hold events. I have events like almost at least, at least once a month here. So we'll do, maybe we'll do a little something, something. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out in the future. Well, 
we'll definitely figure it out. I definitely appreciate you uh, taking the time to give uh, to talk to me about EFT and how you've been since I last seen you. That's really cool what you're doing now. That's definitely a, a, a change and a, almost a 180 from what you were doing before. But I see how it, how it how the connection is made and how you really wanted to do something a little bit different and help, help people communicate a little bit differently because I can see where it might have been some issues uh, you know, from the Adderall and trying to work really, really hard or as they say, work your face off. <laughs> almost literally did. <laughs> Oh my God, literally in multiple ways. I just got that one. Yeah, right? Boom. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So... <laughs> So it's really cool that you did, you made that transition, and that's that's awesome that you're really helping people. I like I love to hear that people that are helping people are good people in my book. <laughs> you, yeah, absolutely. And there there is actually one more thing. Can I add? There's like one more thing that I'm working on. I'm super passionate. Oh, about. for sure. I've been on for a while. Absolutely. Yeah. So something that's come into my life recently is superfoods. I and this is where it's like mind body spirit, right? For me, I have recently linked with this. I I've, I've been that girl who's done like every sort of diet, right? Like I've been the yo you know you saw me in the gym probably. I was like yo-yoing all over the place. I was always kind of on to the next bad thing because um, I've always kind of struggled with my weight and just feeling good in my body. And so several months ago, I was connected with this company that just changed my life, like completely changed my life because they are making the highest quality superfoods possible. This company actually used to white label for other health, essentially these other brands would come to them and ask them to degrade the quality of their products in order to, you know, to make more profit. Yeah. So that's when this company decided to branch off and start their own company. And it's a superfood company named Purium, which and for pure and premium, and it is the most beautiful, uh, it's just the most beautiful community, but also the most amazing experience I've ever had with superfoods or any sort of health product ever. And so I did this like 10 day transformation essentially, and my life was like changed. I've never felt energy like this before. I've never felt so good in my body before. And I had this realization that I've been missing all of these nutrients for uh -huh. so long, like Wait, so, so long and never even knew it. How? Like as soon as I interacted with these, my parents were like, you're so happy. What's going on with you? <laughs> Wait, how how were you eating before, though, is the question. How were you, how were you eating before you started eating the Purium? I was actually eating pretty healthy. Um, like, you know, as far like, I'm, I'm, you know, I've been into health for the past three years or so since mm -hmm. I've been doing all of this healing work and, and very, you know, conscious about spirituality and all of this and just trying to be my body right. But truthfully, I felt mm -hmm. like I knew I was missing things, but yeah. I didn't know what. Because honestly, I'm not a, like, I'm not a trainer. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm yeah. not any of these things, right? So, yeah, of course. And I could feel that the body component was missing. The energy was missing. Like there's something missing, right? Mm -hmm. This whole picture. And so what I discovered was that by using high quality superfoods that first of all have no trace of any sort of uh, pesticide, toxin, <laughs> obviously no preservatives, no yeah. fillers, nothing like that. By actually having access to this, our bodies know what to do. When yeah. they have the right nutrients, they get into alignment. They get into alignment and then the things that we're reaching for in terms of our cravings, they are the right things. They are the healthy things. They mm -hmm. are the, the green things, right? Like, I want to eat well when when I have all these nutrients. That's what I reach for. Mm -hmm. And so, and the other thing that I became made very aware of that I'm really passionate right, about right now is glyphosate. You know about this? What, what's it called? Glyphosate. Never heard of it. You know what Monsanto's Roundup is? Yeah, okay. I've heard about that. I've heard about Monsanto, yeah. <laughs> so, glyphosate is the active pesticide in Monsanto's Roundup. And... That is something that is essentially sprayed over our entire food supply. I mean, this has been found in over 70% of our food supply, including wine and beer, including organic food. It's been found in organic food. Wow. And they took blood samples. I, got, I can't remember this exactly, but they took blood samples from like a percentage of humans from all over, and they found glyphosate in every single human. I mean, like it's everywhere. Wow. So <laughs> the thing is, it's kind of unavoidable at this point because even if you're going into, you know, a grocery store and buying organic, it's like it's still in there somehow. So 
what's so beautiful about the company and the thing that really, really like sold me on this is that we have the only the only product out there verified to actually detox your body from glyphosate and repair the damage done to the lower gut, which is where your serotonin is made, right? Yeah. It makes sense as to why when I started detoxing my gut from glyphosate, which is the pesticide that deteriorates the lining in your lower gut, I started feeling so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much energy and I feel good and I love life and, you know, and so this is something I'm super passionate about because I just feel it makes me angry. It makes me angry that, that this is happening and it needs to change on a systemic level. You know, it needs to change in the way that we're treating the quality of our food. It needs to change in the way that we're, you know, we need to, we need to just change the way that agriculture is working and then the way that, you know, um, that, we, the, 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 that the grocery stores are working and, and all of that. But in the meantime, you know, I just felt so relieved and so happy to find that there is a way to do something about this. In the meantime, as we're in process of hopefully making the changes and eradicating this from from the systems. And so I wanted to talk about this because I want to say everything that I've talked about today, everything from, you know, the tapping to my podcast, right, to these superfoods, they're all in part, um, you know, to help someone make a radical transformation in their life. And if anyone is listening to this and is like, I want to do this, like, I want to make a change, I want to level up, I want more energy, I want to feel good in my body, I want to feel good in my mind, then reach out to me. Because these are the things that I am super passionate about, and these are all the tools that I use in order to help someone make these, you know, complete these transformations. That's a, per- um, that's so- a, that's a perfect segue. <laughs> I was going to say, how can they find you? <laughs> yeah. You can go to my website. It's um, Alexa, A-L-E-S-A, S-O-O-T-H-E-S, dot com. You can go there, you can find me, you can find information on my podcast, on tapping, and reach out to me, and, and yeah, let's have a conversation because I'm looking for people who are just really interested in leveling up and, and feeling better. That sounds awesome. Well, well, definitely in that in that aspect, we are definitely on the same page. And well, a lot of aspects, we're definitely on the same page. But for sure, on that one, we're definitely on the same page. We're definitely here to help people. And uh, I definitely like that uh, you're out there looking for uh, look, looking to help people eat right because that is <laughs> I was not aware of that. That we all have what is that called again? Glyphosate. Google it, everybody. Yeah, glyphosate. Yeah, I have to check that out. That sounds real crazy. I, I, I'm not a fan. Not a fan of that. It almost seems like yeah, like we're like we were talking about before. Sometimes it seems like we have some things that that we accept as necessary evils that probably shouldn't have, it shouldn't be accepted as necessary evils right yeah like that's the thing like we can do something about it we all just have to wake up and start making moves and taking action and it doesn't have to be this like angry thing although anger can you know inspire action but mm-hmm. let's just do something about it like let's just make moves you know make moves that's what i like to hear that's what i'm talking about all right so we're gonna go ahead and head on out of here because awesome. it's 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 been an awesome you know awesome conversation <laughs> no seriously it's been an awesome conversation i could talk to you forever i'm pretty sure Me we could too. we could listen to we could listen to this forever i would definitely listen to this podcast for a couple a couple times <laughs> <laughs> but for real, you know, uh, I was just thinking because you're not the when I, uh, when we finish the podcast, I like to ask people if they have like a, a certain final thought that they want to give to anybody, or if they have a, a question that they'd like to ask that maybe we can have people or our listeners respond with uh, via email or what or whatnot, or even respond back to you at Alexis. Wait, how do we get to you uh, via email? You might have said you can that. Email right. me at alexasoothes at gmail.com. Boom, alexasoothes at gmail.com. There's no underscore or, or period or space or anything. Nope. A-L-E-S-A-S-O-O-T-A-E-S at gmail.com. Boom, there it is. All right, so what do you think? Have you got a final thought or a question that you'd like to ask our listeners? I'm gonna, I want to leave everyone with a quote, which is like my new, it's, it's actually like a mantra. It's my new mantra, okay? I love it. Courage over comfort. Oh. Courage over comfort. Every single day, courage over comfort. Get uncomfortable because comfort is dangerous, man. It's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I know we all want to like live a nice, Cushy life, and I'm not saying you can't live a cushy life. That's what we're striving for, right? Like we want to, we want to experience great things. But if you stay in your comfort zone, I promise you, it is going to be painful, and it is, you're not going 
yourself uncomfortable as you, as you move towards what you're wanting to be and create and achieve in the world, that is where the joy is. That's where it all is. So courage over comfort. I would say tell yourself that every morning when you wake up. Oh, man, that's a good one. You know, I actually heard a similar quote from a uh, man. I can't remember. Her last name is Breen, and she is a University of Texas professor. Yes, Renee Brown. That's where I got it from. Renee Brown, yes. Uh, what is it? A choose a, a, a minute of discomfort for, what was it? What is that word? What is that phrase? Is a minute of, of discomfort? Well, something. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I, I got you. No, that's so funny because literally that's who gave me the mantra. I was watching an interview with her several days ago and she said that and it was like a light bulb went off. I was like, that's my new mantra. That is what I'm living my life by. Courage over comfort. So yeah, look up Renee Brown and all of her work if that resonates with you because she's a shame and she's a shame and vulnerability researcher and uh, she's she's quite amazing. Renee Brown. Here we go. Oh, I got it for you. Choose a minute of discomfort over a lifetime of resentment. There you go. Yes, exactly, exactly. Go into the pain, go into the fear. Oh yeah, it's so true. It's not not real. It's so true though, and that's like, yeah, as we were saying before, you know, it's like we, uh, a lot of people are afraid to express who they are, and it's because we are, as a society, are, you know, try to discourage people to expressing who they are so they can uh, fit into the group. But I think more and more as we evolve, we're becoming more aware of the fact that we are all individuals and we all have our different light that we should shine onto this world and all of our lights have equal value. (laughs) Amen. Yes, ma'am. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk with me. Alexa, it's always a pleasure. I can't wait to have you in here and uh, hopefully talk to you real soon, buddy. It was a total honor. Thank you so much for inviting me, Jerry, and and keep up the good work. (laughs) You do the same. Take care, Alexa. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Wow, that was quite the episode, wasn't it? It was interesting to listen to how Alexa went from owner of a successful clothing line to becoming a practitioner of emotional freedom techniques. You know, she helped people in a physical sense beforehand, making people feel happy buying cool clothes, to helping people in an emotional sense by helping people find those emotions that are, that are setting them back and that are keeping them in place. So... I think it's very interesting how she's had that transition and how she's personally had this experience for herself and has helped people in that sense from her own perspective. But anyways, that does it for my day. That does it for my week. It's Friday, Fulfillment Friday. (laughs) We definitely had some fulfillment today with this episode. I really appreciate you listening whenever you're listening, whether it be morning, afternoon, or evening, weekend, or weekday. I really do hope you're having a good one. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And as always, keep good company.